Alright everyone, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Ruthless ST Radio Podcast of 2022. And we took those two weeks off and we we, we did some uh, we did some changes around here. The show is now available on YouTube. Kind of important, kind of big step. We learned some stuff from PRI. We're going to be introducing some new stuff as the year goes on. My schedule is going to be busy as hell and it starts with... At least I think it starts with this first event in March. What event am I talking about? I am talking about the Fremont 500 uh, for the Endurance Kart Racing League. And with me today, I have one of the founders of the Endurance Kart Racing League, Evan Smoot. You guys will remember Evan was one of the first hosts that we had on last year, and he's back. Well, at least for this episode. Evan, how are you doing this week? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys? Well, considering I'm just one person and I'm just a guy, I'm pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good good one there. Um, so before we dive in and we start talking about all things karting, I, I do have, uh, you know, bills to pay, mouth to feed, kind of, sort of, not really. Um, we do have our one sponsor uh, is Jeff from the, D- from the uh, Car Spa. Man, I haven't done a live read in a couple weeks. This is going to be fun. <laughs> the Car Spa. Jeff does all the work out of his house. He's kind of in his little bit of an off-season right now because it's the winter. Um, and he doesn't have a heated shop, at least that I'm aware of. But he'll do everything from a basic wash wax to a full-on ceramic coating, which is pretty cool. Um, he charges uh, pretty fairly. His work's great, and it's top-notch. And he'll give you actually a discount for uh, setting up service through from listening to the show. If you go to the Car Spa Detailing on Facebook, you get to see some of his work. And you can also go to the thecarspadetailing.weebly.com to not only see his work, but also schedule service and get his price list. Tell him that uh, we sent you over here at Ruthless ST Radio, and by using offer code RUTHLESS, he will give you 10% on your scheduled service. The Car Spa. Your car d- needs this. That wasn't as good as some of them, but we'll we'll take it anyways. This, we we do this live to tape, so <laughs> like always. So, Evan, let's jump right into it. What is the Endurance Kart Racing League? Uh, the Endurance Kart Racing League. Um, the best way I describe it to anybody that asks is uh, we are basically taking go-karts, and um, uh, I guess the concept would be uh, NASCAR-style racing, long laps, um, green flags, uh, full course cautions, which is a uh, huge difference over just the regular sprint karting, uh, which does uh, local cautions in certain corners, um, pit stops, uh, the whole nine yards, basically. If you see it in NASCAR, uh, that is basically what we're basing our league off of. And if you see it there, you're probably going to see it here. So every so everything from stage racing to point system to all that fun stuff. Yes, and I'm I'm glad you brought in the stage racing because that will come in a little later in this conversation. We'll explain how that goes. Stuff like that. Awesome. So, 
I, I, I guess one of the questions I have, I mean, it's kind of an important one, right? You know, why? Uh, so it, it started with uh, myself and a group of friends uh, at my college. I go to the University of Northwestern Ohio. Uh, if your listeners don't know about the school, we are a big motorsports school. We do a lot of work with NASCAR, uh, dirt racing, Monster Jam, NHRA. Basically, if they're in motorsports, we're involved some way or another. I was going to uh, say, of which I'm really jealous, but continue. <laughs> yeah. So a group of my friends had gotten together on like a lunch break after or during class. And, you know, we were we were all talking, you know. A huge, a main goal for about, I'd say, 98% of our students is to end up on our school's motorsport team. Um, I know when I was know. looking at UNOH, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ohio State has their football. We have a race team. Um, and that's the main goal for a student is to get on that race team. And it has... It's it's here recently. It has been um, a lot harder to get on that race team. It's more of a pick and choose. Um, who, if you're close with the motorsports instructor, they're basically they'll put you on the team. But if you're not close with them, you're kind of out to dry. Um, and a group of you know the group of friends that I'm talking about, we had gotten together. We're talking about how, uh, you know, it's it's not fair. You know, all of us want to go racing. All of us want to be a part of a team. And about 3% of the student population gets that chance. And um, so we decided to take matters into our own hands. Um, we picked karting because uh, relatively it's the cheapest form of motorsports there is right now. And, wheel on uh, wheel there is, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, honestly, it's a lot cheaper than doing autocross, if you think about it. And, I, mean, uh, I mean, you really want me to break out a price list for you? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very familiar with the autocross price list. Um, Hell, we're rebuild, I, we're, we are rebuilding a top end of an LS6 this year. Okay. But yeah. continue. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... it's very cheap a lot cheaper it was we wanted it that way more so for our students because you know we're college students we can't we can't afford big time racing on our own uh as much as we would love to so we got this idea together we were sitting around and we had kind of watched some videos of karting so we knew what it was about and um it was me that actually looked at everybody and was like well you know, everybody else is doing sprint racing in these go-karts. Why don't we do something different? Why don't we do endurance racing? And uh, then we got to talking, well, do we do, you know, a 12-hour endurance race? We do a six-hour endurance race. We do a 24-hour race. Oh, 24-hour um, in a go-kart. Yikes. And there is. There's 24-hour <laughs> races. Uh, it's, it's more popular over in Europe because uh -huh. uh, karting is very popular over there right uh but you know like down in new orleans there is a 24-hour uh karting event uh really and, and, you know so we we took all of those series into consideration 
And the one thing we could not find was a series that was laid out similar to NASCAR. And um, that's just kind of where we went with it after that. We uh, we kind of ran with that opportunity. I, I was going to say, I definitely don't remember hearing bef- before you guys, right? At least in the state of Ohio. And I'm pretty plugged in around here. I don't remember hearing about a uh, endurance karting league, so that's kind of what piqued my interest. Right. right. I was going to say, there's there's plenty of karting here in Ohio. There's uh, Your local tracks will usually have club racing uh, for the local guys. There's the Buckeye Karting Challenge, BKC, which I ran with them a few times last year. Uh, those are a great group of guys, and Scott Smith, Carson Smith, and... Uh, Scott Bennett over there, or Benton over there, is uh, uh, they were they were a big help in uh, us just getting this league together. And, and they gave uh, you a basis, right? Yes, and they brought us in. They had us work for them a little bit. I raced with them for a little bit. I got the idea of how karting events are ran, and uh, you know they've just been a tremendous help with everything and then you also have the Ohio Valley Karting Association OVKA which is mainly um located more over in Camden Ohio um mm-hmm. with G&J Raceway um but they don't usually you know OVKA doesn't usually travel they stay at their home track you have the BKC and now uh the EKRL and uh who will be traveling track to track. Uh, we don't plan on staying at uh, one track for the whole season. It's just something we didn't want to do. Um, well, and it gives as many people as possible a chance to race. Exactly, exactly. Uh, some guys don't want to travel up to Fremont, and some guys are waiting for the last race of the season here, uh, down here toward, in Wilmington, Ohio, which is uh, not far from Dayton. So. Right. Uh, you know, it, we're going to have a good mixture of drivers, uh, where they're from. I mean, heck, I've I've seen that there's a few people from over in Pittsburgh that plan on racing in the 500. No kidding. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, say for example, I mean, we all know I'm probably going to get a cart eventually, right? That That's pretty well-known kind of out there for somebody that's just starting to look into it i've done a little bit of homework that's why i'm framing this a certain way what is generally a cost of entry to do something to do in one of your events say say i don't have a cart so i have to go get a cart we'll start there okay we'll start we'll start from the beginning uh we'll say you don't have a go-kart um so there's a few options for starters, our league will be running the Briggs and Stratton 206 only. Uh, we will not be doing or allowing any other engine but the 206. Mainly because that is a sealed motor from Briggs and Stratton. You cannot break into it. You cannot modify it. And trust me, if you do, the techs are going to know. There's a special seal on those motors where say, if they are... Don't, can't you order a 206 from Briggs still? Yeah. I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just for an example, if you were to go out and buy, let, let's say you're going out and buy a new, 
uh, a brand new Briggs and Stratton, you know, with the motor already on there, ready to go. Um, it really just depends on, I guess, at that point, the brand of cart. Um, you know, you're, I've seen 206 fully complete new go-karts go for uh, anywhere from four to about six grand on the high end. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it gets expensive. <laughs> right. But for somebody like me, for example, I didn't want to do that. There was right. no way I was going to do that. There's and, no way uh, I'm going to do that either. Right. That's nuts. So I went out. Um, and you can find these go-karts on Facebook marketplace, really anywhere. Um, I found mine rolling chassis with no motor for $900. Oh, that's not bad. I then went out and got the motor. Uh, granted the current motor I have is used. I got that for $350. Um, but my brand... You, exactly, but my brand new motor, and I would highly suggest starting off with a used chassis new motor. Yeah, um, a brand new motor is going to run you anywhere from about seven hundred dollars with no accessories. It's no carb, no exhaust pipe on it, no clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we're looking at a complete engine, you're looking a little over a thousand dollars, which still is not bad. That's no, that's not horrible at all. And that's a motor to put right on your chassis, pull start it, and go. So I guess that's my next question, because like the for example, I did um, I was a on a quarter midget pit crew for a while. Okay. And those are you know direct drive, straight chain, two axle. Got to yes. push it and get it going. How does how does one of these go karts work? I guess I mean, it's is, just is there like a clutch or is there? No, it's a a single speed, uh, four stroke engine, and it's just a pull start. It's basically a glorified lawnmower engine. <laughs> Gotta love when you put it like that, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, as for prices wise to get into an event, that really just depends. Um, if you're a guy that just wants to race your local club, uh, I think I was paying about forty dollars per entry to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted that you know that's not including your fuel, it's not including your tires that you take on a weekend. Uh, just entry prices. Right. You're looking at about forty dollars for a club race. Um, the bigger events get more expensive. Um, but on January 10th, our pre-entry starts for the EKRL and, um, currently how our prices are set up and it's probably subject to change by next year. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, we're looking at a, and actually give me one second so I could pull this up. I want to. I want to get these prices right, and I don't want to. The the uh, benefits of having the series founder on on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, how we've had it priced so right now is you have a fifty dollar car entry plus twenty five dollars per registered driver entry. So, if you're a single car or a single driver team uh, during 
the pre-entry, uh, you will be paying 75 bucks. Uh, two driver team goes up to 100. Three driver team goes to 125. And the max four driver team, one cart is 150. That's not bad. And uh, our pre-entry does start for the Fremont 500 January 15th. And you have until March 12th. Nice. So so obviously the, the 500 is your crown jewel event. Yes, yes. Um, like I said, very NASCAR-like. I guess you could say this is our Daytona 500 event. Nice. And it. I think it's your your first official one of the year, correct? Uh, this is our first official race ever. Right. We are we are starting off with a bang. We got this all together over the summer last year and uh in March, March 26th is uh when we start and I could not be any more excited. Well, I I know there's going to be at least two carts in the field cuz I know yes. I know, you know, um you're obviously driving and yes. actually I am entering uh, under my race team, the Burnout Family Motorsports race team, has a technical alliance with you, uh, and I'm going to drive one of your carts. So that'll that's at least two. <laughs> yes. And uh, I will actually be fielding uh, one more go-kart, uh, mainly for UNOH students who cannot get onto our race team but still want to be a form of oh, competitive that is, racing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So while we're on the subject of that, um, so other than those three, do you know of anyone else maybe that's you know pre-confirmed that they're going to run? Um, so we have a few. Um, we have quite a few. It's becoming more of a young gun show, um, if you catch my drift. We are getting a lot of um, younger kids, about 14 Really? To about sixteen. They're gonna um, give us. Uh, they're gonna give us old farts a run for our money, huh? Yes. And for <laughs> anybody who does not pay attention to carding, uh, that does not know, those kids are absolutely ruthless. Yeah. And I'm a little scared to run with them, <laughs> but um, you know, I I think it's gonna be great, and I can't tell you any confirmations right now other than the three that uh, we'll be fielding, mm -hmm. mainly because our uh, pre-entry has not opened up yet. It, mm. Like I said, it opens up January 15th. We'll, um, have to, we'll have to do another one of these shindigs like next month or, you know, kind of leading up to that. Yeah, absolutely. I would honestly love to get on about a week before the 500. You got it. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, and this has been a burning question of mine, mainly because this is what I have to go out and buy now. What are the, um, so like, I've got like, uh, Nomex line shoes. Okay. What are the other, what gear do I need to, what, what gear does somebody need to get? We'll go with that. So with our league, uh, some leagues will be specific. They will want you to get a carding specific helmet. Uh, there is differences between a motorcycle and carding helmet. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's the crush rate is really the determining factor on those. The the rating uh, is also different too. Usually cart yes, usually yes. cart helmets are either I think they're FIA or I think Snell also has a cart rating. I don't yes, Snell does that. have a cart rating. Um so with that being said, the leagues that I've run in, I've just run standard DOT uh, motorcycle helmets as long as they're full faced mm-hmm. and uh, they have the visor that flips down to protect your eyes. And basically, that's we will be allowing DOT or carding helm, uh, carding specific helmets. Um, when it comes to clothing, we would highly suggest and prefer the drivers to get a go karting specific suit. Uh, only because it is abrasion safe, um, you know it's not it's not fire resistant, but it will keep you uh, protected if something were to fly off of a go kart in front of you from piercing uh, uh, your suit and basically stabbing you, going through you at any point. Um, I know that sounds graphic to some <laughs> viewers, but that's the reality of it. I mean, and yeah, when, when you, when you not, don't have harnesses or anything, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And believe it or not, I have seen stuff fly off of go-karts, mainly rocks uh, from the tires, and mm-hmm. I've been hit with them. And it, I'll tell you what, it can hurt, um, but the abrasion-safe suits will do the job. They will protect you. Um, a neck roll that does not extend down past your shoulders is acceptable. Um, but it is required. Okay. Gloves are an absolute must. Um, rib protectors are not required, but I would, I would highly suggest rib protectors because, um, you know, I, I did a lot of sprint racing this year and, after just 25 laps, your ribs are hurting bad and they hurt for a few days. So rib protectors, I would highly suggest. Um, and then your standard shoes. There's really no uh, spec shoes, I guess you could say. Sure. You, c- you could wear uh, gym shoes. Um, although we would prefer you to wear uh, racing shoes or... Or a cheap alternative, uh, go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get yourself a pair of wrestling shoes. And and yes, the reason why we say this is so that way you can feel the uh, the pedal better. Mm. You have a better feel of the go-kart. You have a better Mm. feel of your pedals. Yeah, I have a set of uh, Zamp racing shoes. And I love them because when you drive, it's really nice because the sole is really thin. It's like you're barefoot. Yes, it is. It is it's, very nice. They do get very warm. Exactly. But and uh, like for me, for example, I just have a pair of Nike wrestling shoes, and they get the job done. Nice. And you can feel everything. I can, uh, <laughs> I could big toe my way around the track if I have to. It's extremely easy, uh, and the feel is great. And like I said, it's as close to barefoot as you're going to get. Right, without actually being barefoot. Exactly. Which is a big (laughs) no-no. Yes. At least I wouldn't want Uh, to do that barefoot. (laughs) Now, I will say, um, 
with the clothing part. You can, there is the option, and guys have run this before. Um, you can run a heavy leather jacket and jeans. Again, I would, I personally would prefer seeing suits, um, but that is an option. Or if you wear jeans and like, if you're a motorcyclist uh, and you wear a motorcycle jacket, those do happen to be abrasion safe. They do. Um, so those are fine as well. Okay, so I have some options then. Yes. Although depending on how often I'm gonna do this, I might as well. <laughs> I might as well just you know, <clears throat> the way I always see it is you can't ever spend too much on safety gear. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, uh, Sparco and people or companies like K1, they actually have a uh, really good. Um, they have a really good. Uh, line of carding suits uh gloves shoes any equipment you can think of k1 sparco um there's a few others that um alpine stars i think uh also stars have has a... some good stuff yes um, yes basically any of the uh <clears throat> any of the racing gear manufacturers have very good options um, as far as safety stuff goes. Yes, and they have carding-specific uh, safety equipment, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very nice. But, well, that, I mean, that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, <clears throat> for example, it looks like, so I'm on Sparko's website right now, and it looks like... You can get a rookie suit um, for $139. Yeah. Direct from Sparco, which is nice. And now, uh, you know, obviously the higher, the more expensive you go, the higher the line. Uh, right. You know, the more protection, the the better it's going to be. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's There are cheap options out there. You know, just got to get on there and look. Yep. Yeah, I, I've done some digging. I haven't done much. The main thing I'm digging for is the main reason I was hounding you so much these past couple of weeks is because I needed to know what helmet I need to buy. Because yes. I need a new autocross helmet anyways. So I was just going to, you know, lump the two together and call it a day. Right. <laughs> but... But yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. Um, this will be my really uh, outside of sim, mind you. This will be my first. Well, and you know, going to cart places, right? I almost wouldn't consider that wheel to wheel racing because technically it's not. <laughs> but um, this will be my first uh, real wheel to wheel experience, and I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it was my uh it wasn't my first wheel to wheel experience. I uh I've done a lot of um uh street stock racing at oval tracks in the past. Oh see, um, I didn't know that. Learned yes, something new every yeah, day. I, we uh we used to run back when I was about fifteen I took over my stepdad's uh street stocks. He had a uh had an eighty six Monte Carlo that we ran, um and I ran that 
up until I was about 19 or 20 years old. Um, and then finally it just started getting too expensive for me and yeah, sold the equipment and I, I regret it now. Uh, but I will say going from, you know, I, I went into racing this year expecting something similar to racing street stocks. And, um, Are you I was very surprised. Wrong. I was very wrong. Um, I get a lot of people that will message me and say, oh, yeah, I drive in my car long hours or I've done some track days before. You know, we drove all day and in, in, on the track and I think I can do this. And the first thing I tell them, everything you know about driving, especially in a car, you throw it out the window. Um, well, yeah, because the go-kart is completely different. It's so much different. There's no suspension, first of all. That's the biggest difference there's no shocks there's no springs nothing you feel everything there's also Um, no power steering and no power brakes either no power steering it's cable brake um and it it, the steering itself is what amazed me um my first race i went into a decently banked corner Mm kind of like what you would see at an oval track Mm -hmm. um and I went to go turn the wheel like you, I normally would have in uh, a street stock. And to give people an example, if you're running full, like a, a true street stock class where you have a stock steering box from an 80s Monte Carlo, you're almost turning the steering wheel. It's like a quarter of a turn, isn't it? I would say a little bit more than a quarter of a turn. Yeah. Um, depending on how, I, I guess, long that turn is. Mm-hmm. Um, with go-karting, for example, to make a hairpin corner, you are, you're probably turning that wheel less than an eighth of a turn. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest adjustment for me. Every time I would go out there, I'd want to turn that wheel, crank that wheel, and, you know, expecting expecting to feel the cart fight back in the wheel you just didn't get that the cart the carts even if it's not a good balance setup the carts are set up so well you don't you're not going to feel it in the steering until it's too late and you're spun out in front of the pack um you know when you especially when you when you get out there for a practice lap or you know anything at this point and you go to take that first corner um you're you're going to be very surprised on how different it is oh i just you know the the little bit of actual go-karting experience i have and you and i kind of talked about this off air a little bit um it ain't much (laughs) but yeah, it's very different. Like, I've driven the quarter midgets before, and it's it's huge uh, because the, the amount of steering input versus the reaction of the car, you know, depending on what it's going to do, is a lot. Just be, And it's partially because the wheelbase is so short. The foot, well, let's be honest, the whole footprint of the go-kart is small. It's a small right. car. But right. it... Um, it's just how it handles, which yeah. is going to be fun. And, and and you know, a lot of the time, um, 
you know, just watching go-karting, you'll see some of these guys take these corners on, you know, three wheels. The one yeah. of the back wheels will normally lift. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how you know your go-kart is actually set up well. You want one of those back wheels, whichever way you're turning, you want one of those back wheels to start lifting off the ground. If they're not lifting off the ground, you're losing momentum, speed, and time in that corner. Right. And you're going to get passed quick. Yeah, I, I got a feeling I'm going to be passed a lot. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's to be expected. I will yeah. tell you, um, like I said, like I said, I went from winning in street stocks to uh, eating your humble pie. Final, up until my final race this past year, I was finishing almost last every time. I think I yeah. had one race where I had finished fifth and the races in between that race and my last race was just horrible. Yeah. You know, so in, in the, the people you're racing with, that makes a huge difference. If you're racing a bit against a whole bunch of rookies, you know, you're going to, you're going to think you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, most of these guys that are be racing with us, they have been racing since they were in their teens and they're still racing, and it's it's not going to be fun for a new driver right away. But yeah. you know, with the amount of with the length of our races, first of all, you don't want to be going out there and being the fastest right away. Oh hell no! <laughs> you want to save everything, and I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've been trying to figure out my own strategy for what I'm going to do. And I'm thinking really, I'm going, I myself, I'm going to find somebody to just kind of tuck in behind. Yep. And I'm, I'm just going to cruise up until about maybe 50 laps left. And that's what I'm going to give it everything. Yep. Uh, you know, we are going to have a mandatory, at least one mandatory pit stop where you have to make a four tire change. So that'll be cool. Um, I've, you know, we've been, I've been talking with a lot of people. We've been toying the idea of how we're going to do these tires. Um, Cause there's different compounds. A certain compound will literally make it the full 500 laps. Other compounds will only make it maybe 150 laps. Right. Um, so, you know, I myself, I think I'm going to run a softer tire in the beginning of the race. And after our f- one mandatory pit stop for four tires, I think I'll just put, you know, a harder compound on there and try to uh, go the whole rest of the race without changing tires. Well, and, and so I, I'm not sure how Fremont is set up. I've seen a couple videos, but I don't. I will send you. I'll send you a good picture of it right now, actually. Well, the the question I was gonna have, they don't have a hot pit lane, correct? They do not, and okay. I'm glad you're bringing this up too. Um, this ha- this actually goes into uh, the whole stage thing. Uh, how earlier we had talked about uh, the stages. Um, stuff like that and how we would talk about that a little later on in the show. Um, 
But you're right. Fremont does not have a hot pit. Um, and I'm actually sending you the screenshot right now. The blue line is the track layout that we will be using for the 500. Uh-huh. Watch to you. This layout will change for our next race at Fremont July 3rd for the 400. Oh, so you're running two events there. Two events at Fremont, yes. Um, and when you when you take a look at this uh, this picture here that I sent you, you'll you'll see what I mean here. Um, let me see if I can. We're gonna because this is on YouTube too. So let me see if I can download this and throw this on the stream real quick. I should be able to lickety split here, just so everybody knows what we are looking at. And I'm going to have to get better at this anyways. Because <laughs> eventually this is going to go essentially, you know, live to screen, etc. We're doing – this is live to tape right now for those that are wondering. Okay. I'll put that there maybe. And then I'm going to send you one more screenshot. It's, it's still Fremont. Uh-huh. But it's a grassy area off to the side, and uh, this will play into the whole pit thing when we uh, get to talking about that here in a second. Awesome. Let me just so, uh, create me, my sources here real quick. Say, let me know when you're ready for me to kind of uh, go on and continue and explain uh, how pits will work and how the stages will be incorporated with this. Yep, give me just a second. Gotta shrink and work some stuff here real quick. Gotta shrink some more. Okay, so I've got the track up. And then give me one more second. Actually... I think they can see that. Yeah. So they can... Well, let me put it up there anyways. Uh, of course, something went wrong with the application. Is the right one. So we want this over here. Then we go back. Technical difficulties, technical difficulties. Sizing again. And one more and voila. Alright, we are good. Okay. <clears throat> so feel free to continue. Which actually what's the I guess the mileage of Fremont? How long is it of a track? Hello. 
You there? Yeah, sorry about that. You're I cut good. out. You're good. So how long okay. of how long of a track is Fremont? So Fremont is a um, the layout that we are looking at now, uh, with that little uh, what would you, I guess you would call that a uh, a hairpin I'd call it a keyhole. Yeah, keyhole hairpin. Um, Extra bit. <laughs> we're, we're looking at the blue line here, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, I, let's go. I guess I think Fremont calls that their hairpin there. Um, so running the hairpin. This is a 0 0.26 mile track. Oh, wow. Um, if you do the math, 500 laps around that track, that is going to be uh, 130 miles in length. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sending you one more picture, and this is the second layout for the July 3rd race. Uh, you'll see the difference here. We basically, um, it's that track without the, um, with the hairpin and surprisingly that hairpin, uh, taking that out, uh, takes a little bit away from, uh, the, the length of the track and that takes it down to a 0.22 mile track. Oh, wow. Uh, you do, you know, do your math there, 400 laps around that configuration. That's only 88 miles. Yeah. So, you know, it takes it down quite a bit, which was very surprising. Um, but so, yeah, earlier you said there's no hot pits at Fremont, which you are correct. Um, so with that being said, if you're looking at the... Hold on, Evan, you kind of cut out again. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay, it, I'm put my thumb over my my speaker. That's why. <laughs> it happens. So if if you're looking at this picture here, um, you'll see kind of where um, some concrete leads off to the track. Mm -hmm. um, that'll put you to your scale house. Um, and if you look, there's that grassy area uh, right off to the right of that scale house there, or I'm sorry, the left of that scale house there. Uh huh. So. The reason why we are doing stages, we're doing a three-stage race. Uh, the first two stages will be 150 laps. Then the final will be a 200-lap shootout. Ooh. So what's we are a, doing stage racing. Run? Yes. We're doing stage racing so that way, um, you know, and, and when the stage is over, the field will be frozen. We'll come off the track into that grassy area that you see right there uh, to the left of the scale house. And that's basically going to be everybody's pit area. And the reason why we're doing that is so that way we can have pit officials keep an eye on everybody, make sure they're not swapping something out that they don't need to be swapping out. Because um, if we do, or if we see that, you're going back to the back of the line. Uh, you lose your spot, even though the field is frozen. You're you're cheating at that point. Um, so, you know, we're going to do the stages, 15 minutes in between each stage. Field is frozen. We'll Give go out. a chance to rest our arms. Yes. We'll <laughs> go out, get something to drink, um, you know, change our tires, put some fuel in, take some weight off the cart, put some weight on if there's uh, driver changes. 
Also, that will be the perfect time for a driver change in between stages. Um, so that's how we're running the Fremont 500. If you look at the other configuration that I sent you. I was going to say, hold on, I don't have that one pulled up. No, you're fine, you're fine. I'll, I'll wait for you to get that up there. Yeah, let me pull that one up real quick. But go ahead and kind of kind of yeah, continue yeah. your thought. So, if you take when we take a look at this picture here uh without using Fremont's hairpin, this configuration for the Freedom 400, uh I hope you guys like the name cuz it's <laughs> the July 3rd race. Um if you take a look at this picture here, we actually will be converting both the um uh, the hairpin and the bus stop on the back stretch there. We will be converting both of those into hot pits. Oh. So for this race, for the Freedom 400, there will be no stages. It is just 400 laps. If we go green flag racing the whole time, going to suck, but that's how it's going to go. I'll just throw the, the picture of Fremont back up there. I can't pull okay. one up right now, but... No, you're fine. Uh, but for the listeners, just just know, you know, we're now we're talking about the configuration without using um, the uh, hairpin there coming out of turn one. We are converting the hairpin um, and the bus stop on the back stretch there into the hot pits. So with that race, there will not be um, any stages. It's just you start the race. And we go 400 laps until it's done. Um, you know, that that's going to mean green flag pit stops. That's going to mean pit stops under caution. Uh, so be fast. Um, you know, it, it's going to it's going to be interesting. That's going to be gonna another really... another strategy changer. Exactly. Exactly. Basically, for anybody who's listening to this that decides, Hey, I'm going to go out and buy a go-kart and I'm going to go race with these guys. Your strategy for the 500 is going to be a hundred percent different from the strategy in the 400. It's yeah. going to be rough. Um, like I said, there's, you know, I, doubtful, but there's a possibility of just 400 straight green flag laps. That's going to yeah. be brutal. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like I said too, you know, if we've got a long green flag run and your tires are going, your gas is getting low, and you're in first place, you're in second place, and you, you don't have that up. much of a lead, yeah, you have to give it up. And yep. you know, this is another, you know, NASCAR incorporated mindset into this idea. Right. We want the strategy, especially the pit strategies. We want our racers to sit there and think about how they're going to do this, how we're going to get through it, how we're going to win this race. How are we going to win the race off pit road? Yeah. All of those things come into factor here. And like I said earlier in this podcast, there's not another series like it. There's not. There is endurance racing, but they do set times instead of set laps. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, most of them are mandatory. You have to do driver changes. This one, it's optional. Um, 
you got and they don't balls do, they don't, to do four or five hundred laps, right? <laughs> they and they don't do and they don't do stages. You know, yeah. they uh, they don't do stages. So, you know, as to where some of our races will have stages, so you'll have that time to kind of relax, even though it's not long. You have some time to relax, but yeah. then other races where we don't have the stages, you have to be on your toes. You have to know what's going on where you know when you need to pit everything everything's going to come into play and it's going i'm telling you this first season is going to be a lot of playing around finding out the strategy for next year yep that's basically what this one is this whole season is a huge test run for next year it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah and with that being said too next year we plan on uh, adding two more races to the schedule. Wow. And uh, those two races, I can promise everyone listening, will be out of the state of Ohio. Oh. Now, we, now, you're just, now you're just making it even more compelling for me. I hope yes. you realize this. We <laughs> have talked to uh, Whiteland Raceway Park over in Whiteland, Indiana. Uh, they actually have um, a banked i think they're the only banked go banked corner you know uh the only go-kart track with a banked corner in the united states and when i mean like a banked corner like we're talking like a bristol banked corner Ooh. Ooh. um we've been in talks with them a lot there's also uh, a racetrack called michiana it's over in indiana but it's on the indiana michigan border we've been talking to a lot that track has a hot pit, so that would be in as like a legitimate hot pit lane. So that uh-huh. would be cool. That will be. Uh, cool. We're trying to get there, and uh, another race or the other race we we at EKRL we've been talking about, but no confirmations. This is way out there, but we would love to do it. Um, there is a racetrack. Uh, called 103rd Street uh, Sports Complex in Jacksonville, Florida. And we basically, in the karting world, everybody calls it Little Dega because <laughs> the high speeds and uh, big corners, big sweeping corners. Um, we are trying our hardest to at least get down to there for one of say, our races. That's a boot. <laughs> it is a boot. It is a boot. a boot, um, and it's we don't expect of a boot all of our from the guys from uh, the northern part of the state. Yes, Ooh. we don't expect everybody to go. Um, people like me, I, I'm of course going, whether I'm racing or officiating. You know, I kind of have to, right? Um, but I'll be damned if I go and don't race on that racetrack. <laughs> uh, and honestly, uh, Nick, whenever you get a chance, go yep. to YouTube and watch some of those videos. Uh, like I said, it's called 103rd Street Race Complex. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm I think I'm saying that right. I'll look it up right now. Actually, yeah, yes, 103rd Street Sports Complex in East Jacksonville, Florida. Um, pretty big racetrack. Um, high speeds. It like I said, when you watch some videos. Take a look at some of their speedos. They're going on that back stretch, mm-hmm. uh, close to seventy miles per hour. In a two hundred six. 
Yes, in a 206. Whew. I'm actually sending you I'm sending you a picture of this racetrack now on Facebook. Uh, I, I apologize to your listeners. They're probably sitting there wondering, well, I'm going to see the track too. But <laughs> Guys, just look it up. 103rd Street Sports Complex, Jacksonville, Florida. You could see Holy it on the street smokes. view or that satellite view. Huge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that straight is huge. Now, do you see that? Do you see that big sweeping corner at the bottom of your screen, Nick? Uh, it's kind of covered in trees, but yes. Yes, yeah, but you see the beginning and the end there. Yes. Um, that corner, I've the videos I've watched, you're taking that corner full throttle, and you're coming out of that corner at about forty miles an hour. That's nuts. Yeah, it is banked a little bit, so you know it, that's you know, that's perfect Gives for you a little bit of help. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've done a lot of reading on this track, too. Supposedly, it's kind of dangerous as well. <laughs> well, they I have, mean, you know, 70 mile yeah. an hour straight, no harness. They have light, on your safety they have, like, light poles. Yeah, they have, if you look, they have light poles in the middle of the tracks yeah. that I guess guys have spun out into. Um, that big sweeping corner. You don't see it because it's covered by the trees there, Mm -hmm. but there is only a chain link fence protecting you and uh, the main road on the other side of those streets or those trees. Uh huh. So it's that one's a challenge as well. Um, but that's a huge goal of ours, probably an unrealistic goal. So we're looking more at um, East Lansing, Michigan cart track Mm -hmm. or now um but if we can get that going we're we're taking it that'd be sweet yeah there's no way we can't take that track you know we'll get the florida uh, guide you you'd be uh dead to not see me there too right uh exactly you know we'll, we'll we'll have the southern guys we'll have some of the northern guys travel down i don't see how that's gonna be a bad thing if we get down there you know, I, I understand some of our local either. Yeah, I, you know, I understand some of our local guys will probably be upset because they don't want to drive all the way there. But you know, there's people like you and me. We're gonna go, and it's gonna be great. You know, it's mm-hmm. gonna be the time of our lives. Yeah. Well, yeah. No kidding. Well, awesome. Well, we've talked about a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought there. One more thing I do want to say. um, For this year, uh, our first year, we only have three races scheduled. Um, Like I said, by next year, we will have race number four and five on the schedule. But as of right now, we have the Fremont 500 on March 26th. We have the Freedom 400 at Fremont on July, July 3rd. And then we have the Wilmington 200 at Wilmington Raceway Park in Wilmington, Ohio, October 8th. That's awesome. Three races right out the gate, and those are those are not short by any means. <laughs> and we can st- we are highly considering by next year when we add the two other races, those three races that I named off for this first year are without a doubt going to be our crown jewel races. Those races will not those races and racetracks will not be going anywhere anytime soon on our schedule. They are That's going awesome. to be 
specifically set for the last weekend in March, the fir- first weekend or the July 4th weekend in July, and the first weekend in October. And we are not moving them. We are not getting rid of them. Um, and the other two races that we schedule will be scheduled around those. That's awesome. And we plan on, if you, by next year, if you are able to do the, I guess you could say the triple crown sweep, um, (laughs) we are considering a specific trophy for the racer that can win all three of those in one season. Oh, wow. So not only will you get your specific trophies for winning each race, but you will also get a fourth trophy for winning all three races, if you can win all three races. Yeah, that's a pretty big if. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, One more thing. I don't know if we went over it. If we don't have time, it's okay. No, we we got got as much time as you need. I know we talked about getting on at least the last week or, you know, a week before the 500. Um, Points. I don't think we talked about our point system. No, we did not. My bad. And I think we should, I think that would be something that we should probably talk about. Probably, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, give me one sec. I'm actually getting something out of my truck. So hold on one sec. Take your time. Take your time. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah, points. Um, points are going to be, especially with three races, wanting to keep the points race, the points race itself close. Um, we don't, we didn't want to set up the points to where, you know, if somebody were to win a race and then come in second the next week or the next race, we didn't want them to be able to win the championship right then and there. Sure. Sure. You don't want, you don't want somebody locking it up and running away with it. Exactly. And basically how we're going to do this is to, you have basically no matter what, we're going to be crowning our champion in the last race of the season. Mm-hmm. So how we're going to do this is, first of all, let me start off by saying there will be a max uh, cart count in a race. Well, if we exceed so. <laughs> that max cart count in signups, how we will do this is before the main race, we will run two heat races. Oh, good the top Lordy. 20 each heat race will advance to the final race, mm-hmm. making it a 40 go-kart field. Whew. Again, just like NASCAR, how they limit it to only 40 cars on the track. Right. So, with points, let me get this up here because I have this uh, down in my notes. So for points, we'll start with 40th. Okay. Or no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we'll start with 40th. 40th place, if you were to finish the Fremont 540th, you are awarded one point. If you finish 39th, you're awarded two points. This continues all the way up until second place, where you will be awarded 39 points. To win the race, you will be getting 40 points plus 10 bonus points for winning the race. So you will have 
an 11-point advantage over second place. Are you following, or am, mm-hmm. I, am I confusing here? Or? No, you're good. You're good. Now, we will also have bonus points. Like most laps led, you will be awarded five bonus points. Um, for example, racers like me who run the full race instead of swapping with another driver. If you run the full race, no matter where you finish, you will be awarded five extra bonus points. Um, most laps between team drivers. So let's say you and another driver uh, split the race. And we'll, we'll take the 500, for example. We'll say that you run stage one and two, which are 150 laps each. You do the math, that's 300 laps. Right. Driver number two then finishes it out with in stage three and runs the 200. Well, if you ran 300 laps and he only ran 200, you will be awarded three extra bonus points separate from your team driver. And the reason why we are doing that is because if you're a team driver, say you and somebody else team up where you finish, say you finish in third, you and your team driver will technically be tied for third place Mm. because you will be getting awarded the same amount of points. Right. The different, the differing factor is whether or not a driver races more laps than the other driver. So say you ran the 300 and he ran the 200, you guys finish in third, that's 38 points. You'll get three points added on to yours. So you'll technically be in third, and then your teammate will be sitting in fourth. Interesting. That That's honestly and, an interesting system. I like it. And then for the stages... This is the last bonus points that will be applied to the points. Um, for stage winner, when applied, you will be awarded two points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say, let's say you win the race and you race the whole race. Let's also say you get the most laps led. So for finishing in first, you would get 40 points plus five points or I'm sorry, plus the 10 to different to separate you from the rest of the pack. You'll have 50 points right there. Right. You add on five for the most laps led, plus another five, because let's say you run the whole race. That's right. now 60 points at this point. Whew. Add on another two for winning a stage, that's 62 points. But let's just say you win all three stages, plus two, plus two. At 66 points, while second place will have only 39 points. So there is going to be a way where a driver can lock it in by race number two, but we are making that extremely Extremely hard hard to do. Yes. We are keeping that extremely hard to do by keeping the points so close. Right. That's awesome. by the time we add in the two other races for next year, that might change a little bit. We might make it intervals of two separating each position. Right. Or we might still the same if people like the points championship and how it's ran and how it turns out, we'll keep it the same, you know, because there's no point in fixing a broken system or there's no point in fixing a system that's not broken. Right. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> exactly. Keep it keep it simple. 
keep it interesting and keep it close. That is our goal. That has always been our goal, along with being one of the cheaper options of racing leagues around. Well, that's awesome. I'm like I said, I'm definitely excited. And to get me excited about something is not easy to do nowadays. Right. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially with everything that's been going on in the world, I understand yeah. that completely. Yeah. Yeah. Let Let me just put it th- to you this way: uh, the end of the month, I'm gonna be a busy man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, same here, especially with you know school. Excuse yeah. Me. Well, I'll, I'll be in Daytona, and... and I'm planning a whole slate of content for the 24. So, okay. okay. Be on the lookout yeah. for that, everyone. Yeah, I was. I've. I'm. I'll be extremely busy as well because not only do we have the Fremont 500 uh, March 26, but the weekend after, I am going down to Bristol with my school um, for car races oh that's awesome yeah yeah um i'm i think i that's think not they're Bristol gonna try Dirt to put us weekend, on a uh, pit stop uh i no no that mm. is not dirt weekend i think they've changed that mm. or no 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 i'm sorry it's not god you're so right it's not bristol i'm going to Martinsville with oh. my school no. nice you said dirt, and it got me thinking. I was like, oh, wait, it's the other half-mile track. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Because you're right. That is dirt weekend. The The mm-hmm. first the first race weekend at Bristol is the, the dirt weekend for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So you are mm-hmm. correct. Well, that's um, awesome. We've, we've covered a lot. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll let that sink in with everyone. So we'll, we'll stop for this week, and we'll kind of get back into this the week before the, the 500. Absolutely, absolutely. Heck, I'll um, I'll try to keep my availability. I can't talk right now. Availability pretty open. Um, if there's a chance that we can jump on before a week before, let's do it. Oh, um, for sure. You know, because there is going to be more information coming out sure. as we go. Uh, you know, for your listeners listening, this league is still very, very new. Um. You know, like I said, we had gotten organized all of it over the summer, but we didn't announce it until, you know, right before Christmas in December. Mm-hmm. So, and it's exploded. Um, well, so I could be. For future reference, too, where can people find you? Uh, find information on the league? Yeah. So, as of right now, um, we can only be found on Facebook uh, under Endurance Kart Racing League. There you will find a lot of our information as it comes out. Um, You'll find a lot of our rules. Uh, You'll find a lot of our pricing. uh, And you will see a lot of the interest that it has accrued over the past month now, I guess. I I know it's blown up. Yeah, it really has. And like I said, it's actually been under a month since I've announced it. Um, so we, you know, you can right now find us uh, on Facebook under Endurance Kart Racing League. But uh, by the end of the year, we do plan on having our website um, up and open. Um, you know, we're just going to give ourselves our first, the one year to kind of get everything together before we really start um, going all out with the website, uh, advertisement, stuff like that. 
Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to... I honestly can't wait to see where this league goes. I'm excited. Oh, to you and me both. Um, <laughs> it, like I said, I'm I'm more nervous than excited because, um, you know, for your listeners, we're doing this all out of pocket. There is no sponsorship. Um, you know, and if there are any listeners that would be interested in uh, sponsoring a race or a league or a driver, you know, get a hold of Nick. He can get a hold of me. He can put us together. Um, you know, any help is very much appreciated because right now this whole year is going to be coming out of our pockets. And, uh, you know, that's why we're more nervous than excited because if this sure. flops, uh, we're going to be out. A lot some of money. people losing a lot of money. Yes. Yes. I, I have confidence though. It won't flop. Uh, and we got to keep that confidence. That's for sure. Confidence is always a good confidence is the best medicine. I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. So I think we're going to close the show out here. Like I said, we've, we've talked a lot. Of, we've dumped a ton of info on this. So, and there will be more coming out in the following months. Uh, for Evan Smoot, I'm Nick Burnow. This has been Ruthless ST Radio, and I will see you next week. Have Thank a you, good guys. one.